Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gladly lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. Well, greetings, friends, and welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast once again. We're so glad to have you with us. Brother Mark Ajo with you, and I'm traveling. I'm on the road this week. But uh, we have a fascinating interview for you today. We have wanted to have Brother Jason DeMars with us for some time, and we finally caught up with him. He ministers in the Middle East. And when a man gets a burden for a place like that, it can be plowing some really hard ground. This is a place where not many missionaries have had success before. So he's going to share with us some of his experience and some of the progress he has been able to make in Turkey and now in Egypt. And we have Brother Tim Dodd with us to conduct the interview. So welcome, Brother Tim. God bless you, Brother Mark. As you said, it is good to have Brother Jason with us, and uh, we're so glad to be able to catch up with him after so long a time. We, it's been a while since we featured his mission work in the Believer's Faith Challenge Report, the written uh, magazine, but now we have him on the Believer's Faith Challenge Report in uh, audio format. So we're so glad to have Brother Jason today. Well, welcome, Brother Jason. It's good to have you with us today, and uh, it's good to even see you again online. We're recording this online, and uh, so God bless you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, Brother Tim. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. You know, we've dated back quite a ways to collaborating a little bit in missions work. We did some Mm -hmm. work together in the Arabic language, and uh, we'll maybe talk about that in a minute, but why don't you just give the people a little bit of a background of yourself some of the people that are listening might not know you and so i i think Mm -hmm. you operate under the name present truth ministries and your beginnings was with the iranian expatriates that had kind of been expelled from the country become christians that sort of thing Mm -hmm. i'll just let you kind of explain it brother jason sure sounds good yeah so i started working with Iranians back in, man, 2009, April of 2009. Uh, And main thing we were working on to start with was the translation work, getting Brother Branham's sermons translated into the Mm -hmm. Farsi language. And then from there, I was ministering, but I was full-time working in a bank. And about three years after that, the Lord started dealing with me to leave my job and in August of uh, 2012, I left my job at uh, Wells Fargo, went full-time in missions work, and started going every three months to the country of Turkey, like you said, where there's a lot of Iranians, mm-hmm. whether it be for Christian persecution or political persecution that they were facing, they fled. And it was uh, basically the 
perfect place to work freely with Iranians without really any government interference. And uh, Iranians are very responsive to the gospel. Uh, the Lord has created a, a situation there in the midst of a Muslim country that hearts would be open to receiving the truth. And so starting, I, I think I've spent roughly a year total over those hmm. t- those last 10 years in the country of Turkey and working with a number of churches and ministers there. That's tremendous, Brother Jason. Yeah. Are you still going there? Are you? Uh, what's the status now currently with them? Yeah, I was just talking to some of the brothers there. Um, it's been since February of 2020. It was my last trip. I remember sitting in the airport in Istanbul and listening to the news about this uh, virus that's starting to spread around the world and hmm. and thinking, oh boy, well, wonder what's going to happen here. Right. I'll probably be back. I'll probably be back in Turkey in a couple months. And sure. we all thought that. We all yeah. thought that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so it's been since then that I've been uh, to Turkey. Turkey has had uh, real tough restrictions um, on meetings for quite a while, mm-hmm. and so they've been meeting um, just how we were for quite a while is just on the video um people tuning into video and zoom and things like that so but they've been back meeting now probably a good six six to eight months okay and some of the things are opening up for travel so i'm i may go back but um the work there has kind of started to mature wonderful so we thank the Lord for that. So the brothers that we're working with have a maturity in the Word, and there's enough of the translations available. And there's been so much teaching and communication that we've done over the long period that um, the need for me to go personally is not as much. I'd like to go once a year, perhaps hold a uh, minister's meeting, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, and... How and that's basically tr- where we're at right now. Sorry, mm-hmm. how many churches, how many ministers are over there? Yeah, um, I am working with five different Iranian ministers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some come and go over the years. Some are now in the States or in Canada. It's it's a refugee situation. So at one point in time, we had believers in 11 different cities. Now it's it's down to four or five Okay. Uh, five, I think, is probably the accurate number, right. where we have churches with pastors in them in two different cities. Okay. That's Kayseri and Denizli. And then there's believers in Asparta, Eskashahir, Sivas, um, Istanbul, Ankara. And so those two pastors in kind of two different parts of the country basically mm-hmm. cover those believers, follow up with them. Make sure they're getting on the video services with them. So wonderful. Yeah. Now, yeah. you know it's wonderful when you see the ministry mature. You know that mm-hmm. that's real fruit to the mission work, to mm-hmm. see the local people established in the word and ministers rise up and and we mm-hmm. see the same thing in different areas and that's wonderful when you can kind of step back and say, all right, the Lord's in control of this. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. isn't the work of a man. This is the work of the Amen. Lord. Yep. And that's great. Um, the translation work in Iranian, is that still ongoing? Yeah, yes. Um, Brother Nehemiah is in 
the Toronto, Canada area, and he's been doing the bulk of the translation work. Mm -hmm. So I, I know he's in the process of getting through the seven seals, mm. getting that finished up, and he's also working on a continual basis, getting all the books that he's translated right. uh, into the audio mm -hmm. as well. So that's ongoing and will be ongoing for right. until the Lord comes, more Wonderful. than likely. Yes. Yes, sir. Well, in Turkey, do they speak, they don't speak Iranian, but do they speak their own language or do they speak Arabic? What do they do generally in Turkey? So the Turks speak Turkish, the Turkish language. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it used to be, uh, they used to use the Persian alphabet and speak Turkish, but they, in, um, after World War One, when it went from the Ottoman Empire to a republic, uh, the president of Turkey brought in some experts to create basically create a new alphabet mm. so it's it, it's something that you and i can look at and read versus arabic or farsi where you look and say okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's those are words or something <laughs> but, but uh so the the turkish people and and basically all the iranians that end up living there they learn turkish and they speak turkish right. as well so in Iran, a lot of people get confused with Iranians and Arabs and Turks. Right, and right. sometimes they'll just say anybody that's a Muslim is an Arab. And <laughs> it's very offensive to Iranians. I would imagine. Iranians don't like Arabs very much. Hmm. The Sunni and Shia battles. And, you know, Turkish people are distinct from the Arab people. So it's, okay. it's definitely a difference. And the language is different. So the Arabic language spoken by people in Saudi Arabia, Yemen, uh, Lebanon, Jordan, um, Egypt, Tunisia, those different countries. But they're very much distinct from the Indo-European Iranians that speak the Farsi, or sometimes you see it, see it called the Persian language. Right. Yeah. I think that's important for people to know because the, in the message hub, mm -hmm. you know, they, they may not understand why there's so many languages, you know, and mm -hmm. I know the you've used it and the brothers have used it for Iranian. And mm -hmm. uh, now uh, the brothers are using it in Arabic and mm -hmm. uh, uploading Arabic translations. And and right. maybe if I could just interject here, it's a good opportunity for people to understand how the message hub works in that we don't run the languages, you know, mm -hmm. people like yourselves, uh, different ones in different languages take on a project and we just we just operate the message hub mm -hmm. for the translators to be able to uh, upload their translations and have them accessible around the world and printable mm -hmm. and and all of those yep. things so um, it, it kind of gives highlight to how we operate so that they understand exactly. this isn't all Bible believers you know this is missionaries and missionary efforts around the world that are mm -hmm. populating the message hub with very important translations yeah amen exactly so recently uh, we've seen Arabic uh, I want to talk to you about Arabic for a minute mm -hmm. I know yeah. back in 2020 you found a translator f or 2019 I'm sorry you found a translator for the Arabic church age book and mm -hmm. I think you were dealing with that I don't know if it's okay if I mentioned the country but yep, that's fine okay so out of Egypt there was a 
translator that worked on the Church Age book, and we were glad to get that up on the Message Hub, which allowed mm -hmm. us to populate the Message Hub with 26 tracks out of the Church Age book. Mm -hmm. And so in the Arabic language, that was kind of the beginnings of it in Arabic there, and uh, enable brothers like yourself and other brothers. I think I, I shared it with you, but I'll share it again for the podcast, mm -hmm. in that literally a week, one week before we published the Church Age book on the Message Hub. I had a brother in Europe who was working with another brother in the United States to do outreach in Arabic-speaking countries, I think mm -hmm. Northern Africa specifically. And, uh, and he wrote me and asked me, Brother Tim, is there any way we can get some Arabic translations? Because at that time there were none on the Message Hub. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, we really need it for the, the message to be translated into Arabic. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just wrote him back and said, ask and you shall receive. Literally, <laughs> it was like a kind of a top secret project at the time, but uh -huh. we were just uploading it and we were within a week of releasing it. And so they were just mm -hmm. thrilled with that project. Why don't you Praise just share with us, Brother Jason, what's happening in the Arabic language and uh, from your perspective and the translation work and all of that sort of thing? Yeah, so we... Like you said, back in 2019, we got the Church Ages book translated, and we've also had it printed in, in Egypt. Um, and then, of course, like you said, that's uploaded. And since then, we've kind of been slowly working on the Supernatural series, and we're, we're going through that, having that edited, and that's on, I think we're printing book four right now, getting that distributed. That, that part of it won't be on... The message hub, right. obviously. Um, but this last trip, I just felt a burden uh, because we're we're working on that, and our total focus is on that. While we're not getting messages of Brother Branham translated, and mm -hmm. to me, that's the key and that's critical, and I don't want anything to delay that. So, Brother Megali, the pastor that I'm working with from Cairo, his son is also 19 years old, and he is in a school that is completely done in English. Hmm. And he's a, he's very gifted with English. Okay. So Brother Megali and his son are working together now to translate uh, into the Arabic language. So I don't know if you saw it recently, but the token got uploaded. Christ is the mystery of God revealed, got uploaded, and this day is the scripture re fulfilled Matter of fact, I'm um, looking at them on the message hub as we speak. Nice. Yeah, they just got done probably in the last, I think within the last month, he's uploaded those. The token was loaded on December 25th. I can see that. It's a great okay. Christmas gift. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, and we're so thankful too, because working in Egypt, the Lord has, has arranged things in such a way there that... Their president is actually kind of trying to open the country up and not be mm -hmm. so uh, heavy-handed towards Christians. Okay. Um, and so you'll see, you know, on my Facebook, the last time I was there, it's opened up to the point where they freely stream their services right on Facebook. Wow. And, and share it out with people. That's a huge change from before. Before you sure. were... You would, you'd never want to do that. You would be marked. And there can be some danger in some areas of Egypt. Mm -hmm. But in general, the president has been very protective of Christians and 
you know, there are a lot of Christians in Egypt. Mm. So they, uh, they have some debate amongst themselves about what percentage of the country is, okay. is Christian uh, because it has to do with how many people end up being in the legislature. But when you go there, you know, like it, when you go to Turkey, it's 99% Muslim. Right. If you see a Christian there, you consider it a miracle. Mm. Like it's a supernatural meeting because they're there, but you don't find them every day. In in Egypt, uh, by my experience, of course, it's going to be a little different because that's who I'm around the whole time. Right. But just on the street in general, there's quite a number of Christians in that mm. country. Mm. And... You know, like I, I was saying, it's under debate between them. Right. Uh, the Christians say it's about 40%, which would mean really? 40% of their legislature hmm. should be Christian. But the, the, the Muslim populace that's in control doesn't want it to be that much. <laughs> of course. The current, the current president has raised it from 5% to 10%, so he's doubled it. Huh. And he's been there's been some different uh, attacks on churches and he has come with a very heavy hand on the militants there involved in that i mean to the point of basically their military just hunts them and eliminates them i see i see so it's it's opened the door mm -hmm. for me to be able to go uh, more freely and for them to be able to spread the message more freely um i mean it's it still takes wisdom it's not america or canada Right. Although sometimes you wonder about those two countries now too. Oh, for but, sure. Yeah, but, we could, uh, that's a whole other subject we could get into. <laughs> it, it is. But, you know, it it's wonderful to see the door opening. And I will yeah. say, based on experience, it's temporary. Yeah. You know, we, we realize God allows a door to open like he did in China for several years. And now China's mm -hmm. basically shut down, completely shut down. Wow. And mm. uh, we are we are back to as tight, if not tighter, than it's ever been. My. So if there's any way, of course, we can help from Bible believers, you know, you be sure and let us know, Brother Thank Jason. You. We certainly want to support that. the work you're doing there. Amen. Which leads us to another subject. In, uh, in Arabic or Muslim countries in general, mm. or I'll say majority Muslim countries, is there other works going on, or are you doing works in other countries, or are you just basically centered around Egypt? Yeah, right now it's just centered around Egypt, yeah. Yeah, we're okay. just waiting on the Lord to see how that spreads. Um, there's a couple pastors there in, in Egypt that have accepted the message, and mm -hmm. um, we're getting in contact with more. So we'll just really allow the Lord to open the doors and let it spread Amen. Uh, as he as sees he's fit yeah yeah amen uh, i know there's people in other countries that are in contact but as far as a door opening up to go to any other countries we haven't uh, experienced that quite yet I, I i find that the lord is really blessing this message and as you translate the message it seems like more opens up it just mm -hmm. the lord uses the message to uh well of course it's his message to his bride and as I yep. told the church here recently when Brother Branham, you know, had the uh, vision of the bride on preview, uh, I, it had never struck me until I was just in Uganda. And it never struck me this way that the bride is clothed in the word. We realize that. 
But in the vision, he saw the bride in garments of her own country. And that mm-hmm. spoke to me that this message must be translated into their language. Mm-hmm. They are yes. clothed with the word in their language. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I had never quite seen it that way before, but that, that really That's very good. much inspired me. Amen. And, and so, but, uh, you know, we are, of course, supportive of that, getting the message into the people's language. Now, I know we're running out of time, but I, I want to just... Uh, give you an opportunity here you're mm-hmm. you're now you used to be based uh is it was it in minnesota correct minneapolis okay. minnesota area okay. yes and now yes. you've moved to south carolina yeah i'm at the end of the end of the world over here beaufort okay. south carolina <laughs> i hope that weather down there isn't hitting you too hard but uh minnesota no. might be getting it harder than you guys are there oh yeah we haven't really gotten we're we're, we're we live in the sea islands so Mm-hmm. Uh, we got rain on Sunday. Everybody else got snow inland, but we we just got rain and wind. So. Okay. And your brother Jason Watkins Church is that correct? Yeah, my pastor's brother Jason Watkins. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. And I think that's been a couple of years now. Has it been that long? Yeah, it's been over two years now. Okay. Yep. Of course, COVID is kind of warped time, so to speak. And, <laughs> it, you know, it really has. The last two years have kind of disappeared. But yeah. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, so yeah. tell the people how they can uh, uh, follow you, find out information about Present Truth Ministries, uh, uh, mm-hmm. your Facebook, your website, whatever it is. Go ahead and give yeah. us the information. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, you, can, you can reach me and, and find out more about kind of the history of the work and, and see what's going on right now and kind of follow the updates if you go to presenttruthmn.com. So that's like MN. M is in Mary, N is in Nancy, like the abbreviation of Minnesota. So presenttruthmn.com, and that's got all the information, updates going back to probably 2009, if you, if you want to go back that far and read okay. back that far. So, yeah. um, and, and you can get in touch with me if you have any questions there as well. Okay, very good. And that people can certainly give towards your ministry through Bible Believers, but if they want to send it directly, what do they do? Same thing. If you just go to that website, all the instructions will be on there. I think on the top it says uh, give. You can click on that and there's uh, opportunity to give online or or if you rather send a check, you can do that as well. All the information will be there. Yep. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Brother Jason, for being with us right. today. Uh, just a little update on your ministry. We'll hope to get more updates from you in the future. Sounds good. Thank you, Brother Tim. God bless you. God bless you too, Brother Jason. Thank you, Brother Tim, for that interview. And uh, as Brother Jason was talking, I was just remembering how, you know, I was able to go to Turkey in 2018 and uh, visit the ruins of the seven churches. We weren't there really on a missionary effort. But just the country struck me. I didn't realize what it was at first. But in American countries, in a lot of places, there's evidence of Christian influences. You'll drive by and see churches. And after a while, I realized that eerie feeling I kind of had was the fact that there was really no Christian influence in the country. You wouldn't see crosses. You wouldn't see churches. You wouldn't hear church bells. And we don't realize all those things are in the background uh, in a country where there are Christians. But uh, Brother Jason is ministering in a place where that testimony isn't there. And he's coming in with the message. And it's just amazing that he has found 
response in a place like that, that there are people who are responding to the word, and there's a number of pastors and ministers and maturing. It's just amazing the conditions in which the word can grow. That's an interesting observation, Brother Mark. I've never been to Turkey, but I would say it would be the same in India. And uh, I always wondered why India was a, I've always called it a dark place, a place where, you know, there was not much Christian um, influence in the country. And and now when you put it in those terms, I think that very much, uh, very much brings that out. I very much am excited and appreciate what Brother Jason does and those that support him. And I know that he works with Brother Jason Watkins there in South Carolina. And uh, and Brother Jason has al- Watkins has always been very missionary-minded. And, uh, you know, to see what he's doing in those countries with the believers from Iran that have fled the country largely and relocated to places like Turkey and other places... But also now, as the word is reaching into Egypt, that is a a great thing, and I'm very happy for what's happening there, very excited about it, actually, uh, not just because of the the Arabic influence, but because of the fact that Brother Jason was telling me offline that the ministry is maturing there, and uh, the contacts that they have are very much... Uh, coming into the revelation of the word and the beginning to feed the people with the word and and we just are thankful for everything that's happening there in the country of Egypt as well. You know, Brother Biskell has always told me if you can get into a country and find the right man, and that man come under the burden of the word and begin to take the word to his people, uh, that will do a great thing in the kingdom of God and. And I believe that's what's taking place in Egypt. Uh, We're experiencing that in Ethiopia. And some of these places that are new to the message, that's very crucial. It's not just the book and the, the audio and the translation work and all of that. That God puts the burden of the word upon a man. And that man bears that burden for his people. And God anoints him to take the message to his people. And so... We're very thankful to see what's happening in all of these areas. And I say, may the Lord bless Brother Jason abundantly. And may God bless each one of you, our listeners. Uh, We're thankful for you. And uh, I know that what you've heard today will be an encouragement to you. And so until the next podcast, may the Lord richly bless you. Shalom. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, 
reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Aho. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next Believers Faith Challenge Report podcast. Mm-hmm.